Hello family and welcome. Today we are going to be discussing something that is near and dear to so many of our hearts. We're going to be talking about our children and our roles as parents for our children. What does the Bible say we should be doing as parents? What does God expect from us? You're listening to Truth Talk by Faith Unshaken, the show that combines real life experience with biblical truths to encourage believers, renew relationships, and equip Christ followers to go and make disciples. We're your hosts, Scott and Angela, military veteran and registered nurse, married since 2004, proud parents and grandparents. We are two ordinary people forgiven and redeemed by an extraordinary God. Our passion is to see lives transformed by the healing power of Jesus. Join us every episode for encouragement and practical advice from a biblical perspective and our lived experience in the areas of parenting, marriage, family, addiction and recovery, and growing in faith. We're so glad you're here. Before we get started, I want to make sure that everyone has heard about our first ever giveaway. For the whole month of May, you will have the opportunity to get up to four entries into the drawing that will be held during our podcast episode on June 1st. You will receive one entry just by joining our email list, and you can get three additional entries by leaving a review, following, and sharing our Spotify channel. We have three amazing prizes. The grand prize is a Bible study bundle that includes a life application study Bible, Bible study notes journal, a know your Bible guide, and a pack of Bible highlighters. The second place prize is a Faith Unshaken t-shirt. Very cool if I do say so. And the third place prize is a set of gratitude cards with wooden box and pins. All the details are on the giveaway page that will be linked in the show notes. Winners will be notified by email. So I know we've been talking a lot lately about how to best raise up our children in this culture, all the toxic things and the cancel culture and all the uh, craziness going on in the world. It's easy to say that things are the same, you know, generation to generation, you know, I've been through it, I've seen it, I've, you know, I've done it all. And, you know, just say that things are the same as when we were kids. But I think, I don't think that's true anymore. I, for a time it was, and certain things still are the same, you know, certain, you know, um, going through hormones and, and changing and, and all of that and growing up, finding your way and finding your own personality. But a lot of the things that we're seeing now, and the stress that our kids are under, and the pressure that that they have uh, to conform and and oh, yeah. all of those things, I yeah. think. Well, you know, is different than what I we. I think a had. lot of the social things are the same, but you know, are, yeah, you're you're totally right because they are dealing with some stuff we never had with the internet and social networking and all that, and. So they're getting bombarded on all sides on what they should look like, how they should be reacting, what they should think about things. Yeah. How they should feel about it. And so many um, are comparing themselves to what they see, you know, on on these social medias. And those things are not reality, like I've discussed with, with other women, too. But um, our kids don't have that, you know, the maturity and the to deal with the emotions that come with 
feeling inadequate and feeling like they're not good enough, like they don't have enough followers or enough likes or, you know, whatever on their posts or their videos or their pictures. And it's just, um, it's just really sad to see that, um, there's so much pressure and so much coming at them that is, um, negative and that is against the values that we hold as Christian families. And so that's one thing that we've been discussing is that we think, you know, Satan is attacking the, the Christian family. And um, this is one of those ways is um, getting at our children. Exactly. I mean, we, if we don't stay on top of what's happening in our children's lives and we just sit back and let the schools and these other people have free reign with them, then we're going to lose our kids. We're going to lose a whole generation. Because, exactly, we're, if, if we don't take an active role in what they're doing, what they're watching, what they're seeing, and what they're learning, mm-hmm. then we're going to have, a, our, our, all our, our children are going to lo- have a totally different reality and view of it than we do. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying everything I view is right, but I do believe that what I read biblically and how we take stances on things is right. Yeah. And so much of that, they're being taught on at schools and... Every level. Yeah, I mean, YouTube and you videos and TikToks and all this junk and Facebook, you know, that that we're old fashioned and out of touch. Mm-hmm. Of course, every kid thinks that to some right. extent, but, <laughs> but, but just those values. in general, those values are outdated mm-hmm. and the Bible's outdated and not relevant. Mm-hmm. And almost that God's like a myth or a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And then he can be true for some people, but not for others. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the rhetoric that's, that's being pushed yeah, that's out you, there and that's that hard for adults to handle, but let alone kids that are searching for their identities and searching for what they believe. Um, and so as Christian parents, we have to disciple the children in our homes. And as just as Christian adults, you know, we have to disciple children, even if they're not our own, um, anyone that, uh, you're lucky enough to be in the lives of a child, um, or a, you know, a teen or a tween, um, you have to show the love of Jesus and the truth of Jesus to them. Well, you know, and God has really, this last year has really opened up my heart again to the youth other than just my children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at our local church, helping out with the youth group and now taking a job at where this, the school that our, my daughters go to and working custod- as a custodian and as a groundskeeper. But being around all these different kids and, you know, just because our kids go to a, a Bible based, a Christian school, you know, there's a lot of those kids there that don't know Jesus mm-hmm. and aren't sure about it. Right. And I've heard, you know, oh, that, that, that's not a good kid or this, that, even in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to most of these kids and overall, they're not bad kids. Right. And if you will, they're wanting somebody to listen to them Mm -hmm. and invest in them and just take an interest Mm -hmm. 
and if I can do that in a positive way, then I, then I have to do it. If they're there, I'm with, I'm around them daily. And so, yeah, you know, like you said, it's not just my kids. I, I have to, to try to help disciple and be a positive influence for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have some verses that we, you know, have looked up. Um, the one that is always referenced is Proverbs uh, 22, 6. Um, let me see if I can find it here. I got it here. You got it? Okay. So Proverbs 22, 6 says, Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are old, they will not leave it. So what does that mean? Does that mean that, you know, if we share the love of Jesus, that it's guaranteed that they will accept him at some point? I mean, what is... What exactly does that verse mean? Well, you know, like anybody, our children have to make the decision for themselves when it comes to the faith and loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. But we have to do some serious ground tilling and planting, planting. Mm-hmm. of these seeds. Yep. You know, I look back at my life in a lot a lot of uh, what uh, you wouldn't have known it until I was probably 20 years old that any of that really made an impact. But then when I came back, really came back and started getting serious in my faith, mm-hmm. all those little nuggets that have been planted through the years by my parents and other pe- Christian people that I knew, I was able to hold up, grab hold of right, and have a start of a foundation to start building. Yeah. And I think we've seen that, um, not to call anybody out, but some young men that we know, um, you know, when you're raising these kids or, uh, it seems like it's falling on deaf ears, you know, like they're not hearing you, they're not getting it. They're not understanding, you know, they think, they think that, um, you know, it's crazy to believe the things that we believe and, um, seems like they're not listening to any of it, but there's been plenty of times, um, where, it's been, you know, said to me, Hey, you were right. And it's like, Oh, well, that's good to hear. You were listening. You know, even if they gave no indication that they were hearing you, um, they do, um, they hear you and they see, um, even more importantly, I think they see how you live your life as their parents or as someone that's uh, directly involved in their life. They see how you conduct yourself and that speaks volumes, um, into the lives of young people as, seeing examples and, and yeah those uh young men yeah <laughs> it, it definitely helped when they became parents and they start dealing with right children of their own to be like oh <laughs> yeah they may have known what they're talking uh-huh. about a little bit and i can say just for myself too i was a pretty rebellious teenager and i can say for myself that you know i uh, questioned for a long time if the faith of my parents was my own or, you know, or if I, I believed what they believed and, um, you know, thank God that he kept pursuing me and that I did, um, come to that belief on my own. But, um, I can look back and say, okay, yeah, my, my parents had it right. They, you know, they trained me up, um, in the way I should go. And I, and I did come back. So that's just our prayer for our kids. And, um, a lot of times though, you know, if your kids have wandered or if they strayed or if, you know, um, you're not able to see them or talk to them. Um, just, you know, give them over to the hands of God because 
God wants them too. You know, he, he wants them in his family. He wants them to have salvation. And so, you know, when our hearts are breaking, so is God's. And um, he wants them as much as we do. And so, or even more. And so just, you know, praying that God will care for them and um, take care of them, send someone into their lives to um, witness to them and, and minister to them when they won't accept us as parents or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, just um, trust that God, God's got it. Well, yeah, not to go into too much detail, but yes, we've definitely been through some very hard times with our older children. And, and yeah, we got to the point there. Yeah, we had to just turn it all over to God. And because there was nothing we could do with the situation that, as they were happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, unfortunately for our daughters now, we're a little <laughs> little wiser, I think. So, <laughs> so they they're can't not, get away with this. Yeah, their their older siblings kind of ruin that for them. <laughs> yeah, but one thing I have learned that I mean, it's so hard to see your kids grow up, and you know, our oldest daughter is thirteen now, and the youngest is almost twelve, and they've it's so hard to see them as, um, you know, having their own personalities and, um, becoming their own person and having their own views. And even though they may differ from you and it's hard to, to see them as the young ladies or young men that they are and, you know, have conversations, appropriate conversations that they're mature enough to handle. Um, like we were talking to our girls, you know, kind of about some, some deep, things today in the car and, um, just, um, challenging them in their faith, not just keeping it, you know, the, the basic Bible stories, you know, that they hear in Sunday school, um, as little children, but as they grow, you know, challenging them and giving them a little more meat, um, to chew on as far as faith goes, um, and not being afraid to answer the hard questions, um, cause they're going to have questions and they're going to be searching and that's normal. Um, so just not being afraid and shying away of the hard questions like the, you know, why is there pain and why is there suffering and why is there death and all of these things that we all at some point have to answer. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing I want for any of my kids, even the older ones or the two at home right now, is I want, you know, I obviously want to plant the seeds in the truth of God with them. But I want them to be critical think- thinkers so mm-hmm. that they can look at this themselves so it may be by so that when as a critical thinking, they can examine this and make the decision. Then that this is for me. Mm-hmm. This isn't my my. I don't do this because my parents say so. I'm not a Christian because my parents are Christian. I've always went to church. Right. But I'm a Christian because I love Jesus. Yeah. And I want to be with Jesus forever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We can't get to heaven on our parents. You know, coattails. Or, you know, anything else, it's got to be a personal faith. And there is that shift and you can almost see it, you know, with your kids that there's that shift of, okay, I go to church because this is what we've always done. And then, and then at some certain point you can see, um, kind of the wrestling and the questioning and the, um, wondering and, um, that's normal and it's okay. And, you know, you can ask the hard things and you can ask God the hard things and you can, you know, you can come to him with your doubts and questions and, um, you know, and I hope that they can come to us too as parents. Well, and 
to let them understand that when the hard things happen and hurts happen, that it's okay to feel that. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to question that. And it's okay to even be angry about it. Yeah. And you can be angry at God Mm -hmm. at it, but take it to God. Right. Yeah. Don't be angry from afar, but take Mm -hmm. it to him. Yeah. Take that hurt, take that pain, take that anger to him Mm -hmm. so he can help you through it. Yeah. He can handle our big emotions. Yeah. You know, as an adult maturing in Christ, discovering that was a monumental thing that when all of a sudden it dawned on me that I can be, I'm not going to be struck by lightning Mm -hmm. because I'm not perfect and I'm mad at God. Yeah. But then when I took that to God, like, like how could, how could this happen? All these things, he had answers. Yeah. And all of a sudden scriptures that I had read before now had a different meaning Mm -hmm. and I, I I had a deeper understanding and, it just made a big difference, you know, for, you know, people in my life that have died that were close to me and important to me and being able to take that, having my, having the faith and belief in God and taking that to him mm-hmm. versus younger when, when that, when that type of thing happened, when I wasn't really strong in my faith, it was night and day on being able yeah. to handle that. Right. Yeah, and one of the one of the verses I really love um, in Deuteronomy is uh, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen and following uh, says, "So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." So that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. So this is, you know, it was written in the Old Testament, but I think it it so applies to us today that, um, you know, we're not just Sunday Christians. We're, we love the Lord every day of the week, and we want to talk about him in our household and take every opportunity to teach our children about the Lord. And it says, you know, put them up, put it on your forehead. Um, <laughs> uh, teach it to your children. Talk when you're at home, when you're on the road, you know. And so that's kind of what um, prompted um, our thoughts of, you know, when they're in the car, they're a captive audience. And so we've been taking full advantage of that. But, um, you know, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. So there's no time that is, you know, that you shouldn't be sharing about the Lord or, or um, displaying your love for him in your home. Well, and... You know, yes, it was the Old Testament, but he's talking about his commandments, which the commandments are still relevant. Oh, yeah. You know, we just it's a, to narrow it down or simplify it down to what Jesus said. And so then I'll paraphrase even simplify it more <laughs> is simply love God, love people. Mm-hmm. You know, love God with everything you have and love people mm-hmm. as yourself. Yeah. Well, we need to be teaching that to our kids. And yet, yes, and Angela is being very, uh, trying not to be too proud, but she's the one that read that and and got the idea that, (laughs) that, hey, the kids are, they can't go anywhere in the car. They have to listen to us. (laughs) Turn the radio off and make them them put their 
devices preach, down and they have to listen. You preached a sermon the other day that you got all fired up and they had lots to say about it. So yeah, it made it. <laughs> Uh, um, one of the things I recently heard or read, um, was that the faith that we pass down, the only faith that we can pass down is going to be a genuine faith. Like kids can sniff out hypocrisy a mile away. And so they know when, like, you know, when you're just a Sunday Christian or when you're, you know, an Easter or, you know, Christmas Eve service Christian, um, they can tell when it's not genuine. And so, um, you know, if it's half-hearted or something like that, that's not going to get passed down um, to your children. So, you know, the passing of your faith, um, this, what I heard was, is like passing a a football. You know, it takes two active participants. Um, You know, one has to pass it off and the other one has to voluntarily take it. And so, um, you know, when you're going to pass a football, when you're going to throw a football, you look at your target and you time it right and all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, with your kids too, um, you have to look at your target, you know, um, and tailor your approach to their personality or their individual, you know, their individual strengths and weaknesses. Cause what works with one of our kids doesn't work with the others. And That's you for know, sure. um, the way you approach things with one can't be the way you approach things with them all. And so just knowing, um, having the um, wisdom to know when is a good time to talk about this. When are they going to be receptive? What's the best way? Um, one of our daughters is is more expressive when she writes things down. She won't talk um, openly, you know, kind of face-to-face, but she'll, she'll write her feelings down. And so, like, um, we have these journals, her and I, that we pass back and forth. You know, I write things to her, and she writes back. And some of the things she said is really you know, she's got some really good questions and she's got things she's wondering about. And it's, um, kind of cool to, to see her open up in that way that she might not have mm-hmm. if I just wanted to talk to her or talk at her, you know? Exactly. But then there are times too, where we have to, that same daughter, we have to, okay, we're going to have family time and we're going mm-hmm. to do a Bible study yeah. or whatever. We have to you know you are going to participate. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And it's hard, it's easy to feel discouraged when you have those, you know, the eye rolls and the, you know, the teenage uh, huffing and puffing. But, um, but again, uh, you, we may not see that she is hearing us, but I think she, she is. So, um, so another, um, thing that we kind of wanted to talk about was, you know, just discipline, (laughs) um, of our children. And so that's a hard one too. You know, we're discipling them. We're trying to teach them. Our goal is to teach them, not, you know, um, not just to give punishment. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are some verses, you know, um, I'm sure we all know them, but (laughs) Ephesians 6, 4, uh, we'll look up here real quick. Um, This is the one that says, you know. You got it. uh, Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's talking about children and parents. So children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Um, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. So we like to quote these to our children to tell them, hey, you have to obey me. Um, but then verse 4 says, fathers, um, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Well, and then you could go to Colossians uh, 3, 
20 and 21, you know, children always obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. And then again, fathers do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. Mm-hmm. So there's a responsibility both ways, you know, children do need to obey, but, um, you know, like it says, we need to, <laughs> to not, um, exasperate them, you know, and provoke them to become angry or discouraged. Um, and so it says in that Ephesians uh, verse, it says, um, you know, discipline them as the Lord. And so I was wondering, you know, what what does the Lord's discipline look like? And so in Hebrews 12, uh, starting in verse 8, um, it says, If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers, who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how, but God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening, it's painful, but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So this kind of, you know, tells me that there's a heart behind discipline, right? Um, the purpose is to help them grow, not to exasperate or make them angry or discouraged. Well, and it's not to satisfy our anger. Exactly. If they do something wrong, make you angry. Yeah. Now that uh, when you've calmed down, because it, the result might be a punishment, mm-hmm. but at the time, you know, handling it in anger is not the right way to, to right. approach it either. Yeah. And so, um, just always remembering the purpose behind it and yeah, um, frustration, our frustration or anger not being the cause. So check our own hearts, you know, check our own hearts and motives, um, behind the discipline. Are we, are we, um, handing out that discipline or that correction because we're angry or because, you know, they've wronged us and hurt our pride or our (laughs) ego or whatever, or are we, are we actually teaching them a life lesson? So, you know, ultimately it's up, up to our kids, you know, um, we can do everything we can and we can be the best examples and, and living our lives the way that, um, you know, trying to pursue God and follow his leading, raising them up the best that we can. Um, none of us can be perfect. And so that's, you know, um, so hard to accept that, um, my kids are going to be messed up in some way for (laughs) for something that I've done. You know, I mean, we can't, you know, we can't, we can't be perfect at it. Um, but, you know, communicating and owning it when you're wrong, you know, with your kids is huge. I think it shows humility and shows them how to apologize. And um, that's a hard one, though. But Well, so, harder for some of us anyway. Some of us have gotten pretty good at it. <laughs> Lots of practice saying sorry. Um, yeah, but there's nothing more vital than a parent can do is to pass down that genuine faith that we talked about and, um, leaving a legacy of, of faith, you know, um, in our children and to pass down to our grandchildren and great grandchildren. Um, but ultimately it's up to, up to the child if they reach out and grab that faith and make it their own. But also like we've talked before, you know, when it comes to teaching, discipling our kids, you know, we can't put it on anybody else but us. Right. All these other resources, the church, Sunday school, school, 
other people that they know that should all be supplemental to what so, we what we are trying to teach them and show them but but we ha- as parents we have to try to teach them that the obey the obeying and, and what the truth is yeah and it because if we don't then we've totally they left them just left them for this world yeah and i we we see every day the devil is the roaring lion mm-hmm. on the prowl yeah well, and he's ready to devour them and take mm-hmm. them fully in yeah and, and they're gonna hear they're gonna learn from somebody they're gonna learn from the world or from their friends or from tv or from you know so if they're going to be taught by somebody why don't we teach them as parents you know because they're going to be taught by somebody somebody's going to teach them well and as they get older and make decisions you know as we've seen at times they may not make a correct decision Mm -hmm. they may that's not that goes against Christian value, Christian values, or what we believe is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. But you can't just wash your hands for of it either. Right. You you know you still have to love them, and I think by showing them that unconditional love, even when they mess up, even when they're going when they know they're going against you, mm-hmm. you're not supporting their actions, no. but but you're loving them regardless. Right. And they still may have consequences, you know, natural consequences of, you know, or consequences from parents or from, you know, getting in trouble at school or getting in trouble with the law. You know, you can't take those consequences away, but yes, you can show them love and compassion and mercy. But that's still my child. Mm -hmm. I still love them. I still care for them. Same as Jesus loves us and and when we mess up and and screw up, Mm -hmm. that's... uh, all the agony he went through on the cross, God, God turning away from him. Yeah, you know that is horrendous. And so I, you know, you got regardless, you got to show love, mm-hmm. even when it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to um, say by any means that if you you know have a child that has strayed or is rebellious or is, you know, in trouble or any of those things that, um, that you've done something wrong as a parent. That's not what we're saying at all. Um, you know, you could have done everything right. You know, you could have, uh, shown the love of Jesus and, you know, um, been disliking your children in the home and all of those things. Um, it's not guaranteed, you know, the outcome's never guaranteed because we're dealing with someone who has their own, own mind and their own free will. And so, um, giving grace to yourself too, um, when things aren't, um, going how you would wish or would want for your kids or have prayed for your kids. Um, but again, that's where you, you know, are on your knees in prayer for them. Um, just praying for their safety until they can return or, you know, just praying that someone can break through, um, whatever walls they have up or whatever they're into that something, um, can break through to them. And it may not be you. Um, it may be someone else uh, reaching their heart. But um, just on your knees in prayer. <laughs> um, many, many nights, many days. Um, I've been there. So, Well, I hope everything we talked about today was helpful. 
we just wanted to have a conversation. We didn't. We had some verses written down, but we didn't really have um, a lot pre-planned, and so we just wanted to. It's something that we feel really passionate about, so we didn't think we'd have trouble getting on here and and talking about it. So we feel thankful and blessed that God has put our children in our lives and other other kids that we know, mm-hmm. nieces and nephews and friends, friends, and, and yes, <laughs> it, just just remember that somebody has to. Be the light to these these kids. It might as well be you. What a great episode and thank you for tuning in. If you can do us a quick favor and follow our channel, we'd be so grateful. Also feel free to share this episode. We want the love of Jesus to reach as far as the internet can go and we need your help to do it. And finally, if you click on the link in the show notes for our resource page, you will be able to see the events, promotions, and freebies that we have going on right now. You're able to access those offers and you can sign up for our email list so you'll never miss any of our awesome content. All right, we'll see you next time. And until then, keep keep smiling. smiling.